Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So it has finished England nil, Scotland nil. I'm standing outside a very wet Wembley Stadium. And the mood is one of slight disappointment from the England fans. Of course, we'd have loved to have won this game. But Scotland fans are absolutely buzzing. They're making a lot of noise here on Wembley Way. Scotland fans very, very happy. Worth pointing out, England's still on four points after two games, so all to play for. This is the official England podcast. Grab yourself a brew. Let's crack on as we get straight into all the reaction from the game. I'll be joined by Duncan Alexander, who'll be bringing us all the best stats from the England versus Scotland match, as well as reasons to remain optimistic. We've got a, a predictions model uh, on the analyst.com, um, and that's got England uh, at 99.92% chance of, of qualifying for the next round. So that, that's kind of job done, really. England manager Gareth Southgate spoke to the media at the press conference yesterday. You know, there's a lot of young players that need the support of everybody. Um, most of them haven't been involved in a game like that before, and they are unique occasions. They'll learn a lot, they'll bounce back from it, um, but they need the, everybody behind them. And we'll also hear from the three lines. Number one, Jordan Pickford. We've got four points, we're still in control of the group, we've got to get ready for Czech Republic now. Right, let's get stuck into it. So it was England manager Gareth Southgate and our number one Jordan Pickford who spoke with the media after the match. And here's what they had to say. Yeah, obviously, it's a massive game, you know. Um, and we want to take all three points every game we play and we want to win the game. But the biggest thing tonight was if we can't win it, don't get beat. And, you know, the resilience of keeping a clean sheet from the, from the lads. That's, and that's what we did, you know. Um, we've got four points. We're still in control of the group. We've got to get ready for Czech Republic now. Yeah, it was a... I thought I did a good performance, you know. Um, I think I made one good save and I come and commanded a few crosses. Um, they put a lot of pressure on it. Um, but it's just about being in that moment as a goalkeeper and helping your teammates out. And um, I felt like I did that tonight and another clean sheet, which I'm pleased with. Well, I think um, it's probably a fair scoreline, first and foremost. Um, we didn't do enough to win the game, didn't create enough clear-cut chances to win the game, but I don't think we deserve to lose it either. Huge credit to Scotland. I thought they defended extremely well and they used the ball well. Um, we couldn't find um, the solutions. We, we, were, we had moments down the sides, where, which is where the spaces were against them, but we weren't able to exploit those spaces. And uh, in the end, uh, as I said, not enough to win. But this is a tournament and 
it's critical when you can't win not to lose. And that's of course, feels difficult in the last 15 minutes of a game like tonight where fans are desperate for you to, to go forward and uh, abandon all, all shape um, because, of course, it's, it's Scotland. It feels like a unique occasion, but we have to still approach it in the context that a point is still an important step towards qualification and ultimately qualification is the first objective for us. Uh, I think the whole team, you know, we... we have got to look at the whole performance and um, our use of the ball and um, you know review where we can be better and th that that's right across the board so it's not just about about one person um, it's uh, Scotland I, I thought marked him extremely well um, with the back five there there isn't a lot of space and of course they uh, they managed to you know anything that was played up they were aggressive they defended well so tonight we couldn't find the answers we've got to go away review the game and find those answers for the game with Czech Republic I would say we had a fourth attacking player in Mount throughout the whole game so um, I think in those moments if we had to chase to win um, with no consequence for conceding, then you might approach it differently or if we were behind in the game and we were chasing. But all the time, it's a night where it was a bit frantic. It wasn't a game where there was a huge amount of control. And um, you've got to make sure that sitting on three points as we did, we manage the tournament as well as the game. And um, it's easy to gamble towards the end um, and lose shape and then end up losing the, the, the game in the last five minutes and then you're kicking yourself for you know, not managing the tournament and I understand we're at Wembley it's a game against Scotland where everybody wants us to win um, we wanted to win um, but it is in the context of a tournament and the qualification is the first uh, and the most important thing I think the timing of our movement rotation patterns um, could have been better at times. I think we could have been a bit more decisive um, in our decision-making in those areas. Um, but um, again, I think Scotland also defended those areas really well. And as um, even towards the end, the, the one against one situations, they always had a second or a third man across. So look, it's a game we know we didn't hit the level we wanted to or need to. Um, but tonight we have to accept whatever comes our way. Uh, all I would say is, you know, I'm I'm totally understanding that as the manager. I totally understand um, anything that comes my way. What we need to do is make sure we get behind the players because, um, you know, there's a lot of young players that need the support of everybody. Um, most of them haven't been involved in a game like that before and they are unique occasions. They'll learn a lot. They'll bounce back from it. Um, but they need the, everybody behind them. Oh, I think um, our fans are entitled to react however they want and um, we're disappointed with our own performance and I totally understand their reaction. We're expected to beat Scotland. Um, they'll be frustrated by that and um, yeah, in the end we've got, we've got to live with that and deal with that. We know where we sit in the group. We know that we um, have a lot of work to do to improve our performances. Um, but also we know in the context of qualification, four points from two matches, we're in a strong position. So um, 
we we have to you know make sure that we get the third game right and um, make the right decisions around that. Um, of course, there's always fallout from any England performance that isn't at the level you want or doesn't get the result that you want. But we are in the middle of a tournament. We are in the middle of a qualification group. We we totally understand um, the reaction tonight, but our, our first objective is to qualify, and we're still on track to do that. I said before, just because you're at home doesn't mean that you win. You have to play well, and on uh, Sunday we played well, and we, and we got the result we deserved. Tonight we didn't play as well, um, but we have to accept that. Um, as I said, I accept that as the manager, and um, we learn from the experience and we have a different sort of challenge now um, against the Czechs. At times, got them on the back foot, drove into the penalty area a couple of times. So, uh, again, I think with Jack, we've got to be realistic about um, what our expectations are with him when he, when he goes into a game. We know he can help, help us to uh, open up a defence in those sorts of moments. He nearly managed that a couple of times, but again, I thought Scotland defended very well against him. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was I was pleased with what he did when he went on. You're listening to the official England podcast. So, not the best result for England, but one man who'll certainly be very happy with that result is, of course, football expert and big Scotland fan, Graham Hunter. He was my guest on the official England podcast yesterday, and here's what he said when I asked him for a prediction. It's anti-football and it's not very Scottish, but I'll take nil-nil. I want nil-nil. I crave You're not going to make me build up my hopes and say, yes, we're going to win this. I don't know. I want nil-nil. I want a point. Nil-nil, four points from two games, so there's still reasons to remain positive. And I'm pleased to say, joining me on the Official England podcast now from theanalyst.com is Opta's very own Duncan Alexander. Duncan, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Enjoy the game? Yes, not bad. Uh, I, I, I did did I enjoy the game. It was It's slightly disappointing, obviously, not to get the win um, with the talent we have in this squad. But I'm trying to remain optimistic, mate, because we have four points after two games. So there's reason to be optimistic. Um, what did you make of the game? Where, where did you watch the game, firstly? Well, I toyed with going to, to Leicester Square, but yeah, just watched it at home in the end. So, uh, um, <laughs> so you were drier than I was then, probably. <laughs> much, much drier, yeah. Um, I think it's one of those games where the end result um, is the storyline more than what actually happened in the game. If you think back to the start, England started pretty well. They had three shots in the first sort of, 12 minutes. John Stones hit the yeah. post. Mason Mount had a really good chance. We just couldn't quite open his right foot up enough to get it on target. Um, if one of those had gone in, obviously it'd be different. But I think, you know, it, England would have had a lot more space to play with because Scotland would have had to come out. So, um, yeah, they did yeah, labour a little bit to create that many chances, I guess, overall. But as you say, four points from two games isn't a disaster. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. And I'm walking out of Wembley Way, Duncan, is just the, the Scotland fans, I mean, they know how to have a party. We know that. But the, the bagpipes were going there, is singing there, is celebrating. You can see just what it means for Scotland to get the point. And I think that is testament to, you know, the, 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 um, the, how strong this England team are, or certainly the perception from opposition uh, fans and players of, of this England team. It, it was a shame. I'm not going to pretend, you know, we're, we're buzzing with nil-nil. It, it was a shame we couldn't get the win. But looking how happy these Scotland fans are, they're buzzing with the point, mate. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better than Euro 96 for them, let's be honest. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. they... But give us some reasons to remain positive anyway. Come on, you're here with your statistical insight. I want right. you to give me some stats that are going to make me go home very positive and all our listeners uh, feel very positive this evening. Well, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, I can have any, my powers only stretched so far. But I mean, if you think back a few days um, or even before the tournament, everyone was saying, well, actually, it might be better for England to come second in the group because that opens mm. up a, an easier path potentially. Um, and now England are second, you know, play Czech Republic um, in their last game. If they draw that, they'll come second. So that's, you know, that's one thing to do. I think the other thing as well is this is the only international football fixture that's older than milk chocolate. Obviously, it was first played in 1870. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I love Where where'd you get that from? Uh, the milk chocolate marketing board, uh, maybe. But um, <laughs> So, and and this is one of the tastiest, uh, you know, fixes on the calendar when it comes around. And I think, in a sense, we can't, like, build up this game as this sort of local derby, this passionate clash between two ancient enemies and not expect the game to be a little bit scrappy. I think that if, yeah. you, if you go back and watch the first half from, from United States, England didn't play very well in that in that game. And, and England-Scotland games over the years have, have not been classic. Some of the results are very memorable, but... You know, mm. you can count on the on the fingers of one hand the number of truly classic performances by either team in this fixture. Um, I mean, they're they're so rare that they most of them have got their own Wikipedia page. So I, I think it'd be very churlish to kind of judge England um, overall in this tournament just on this one game. I think this this is almost like a a unique sort of game um, within within the tournament. Um, and yeah, I think you know, England. We've got a predictions model uh, on the analyst.com yeah. um and that's got england uh 99.92 percent chance of, of qualifying for the next round so that that's kind of job done really i like that that's a, that's a good percentage but also, high, Dunk, the other thing is we, we had graham hunter obviously he's a spanish and scottish football expert and he, he made the point that they're, they're very rarely nil nils in this fix we don't see nil nils do we so i think i think i don't know whether we jinxed it on the podcast by saying well, you know we expect goals galore because there's usually goals in this fix so i suppose that was the surprise with tonight's result yeah i mean i i i take some blame as well i jinxed it i think i did a, a big article <laughs> you did yeah saying that um obviously the first ever game between england and scotland in front of 2000 fans ended nil nil um which is strange given that they'd only legislated goalkeeping as a position a year before so you'd expect goals wow. in, in that scenario and there's only been two since until today so in fact none of the england players um in the squad were born the last time these two teams drew nil nil so shows wow. how rare it is so yeah i mean you know it's uh it's tournament football isn't it you just you play each game on its own merits and um you kind of scrape through and you see what happens um you know spain won the world cup uh in in 2010 losing their first game and scoring eight goals all tournament so mm. but no one really brings that up now so and I'm right. I think in Portugal, who are the holders, they won the last Euros, having only won one game in 90 minutes. Is, is, have I statistically got that right? You are spot on there. And they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even win a group game. A group game. They drew all three no, games. So you know, I'm sure there were Portuguese. So reasons for England fans to make, to remain optimistic. Then is what we're saying. Yeah, I'm sure Portugal drew three all with Hungary in 2016, and I'm sure the mm. Portuguese Twitter was was alive to the sounds of you know they don't know what they're doing, how this team, what's going on, and then a couple of weeks later they were champions of Europe. So, yeah, I think tournaments aren't like league seasons. It's not like the the best team or the most consistent team comes out on top all the time. It's a series of random events in a short period of time, and. Um, what you really need is match winners. And yeah, maybe England didn't use their match winners tonight to their best mm. capabilities, but I think they've still got a very deep squad with a lot of options. 
It's an interesting um, group now, isn't it, Duncan? Because obviously the game against Czech Republic is a huge game now, given the fact that the Czechs and England are both on four points, given the, the early result between Czechs and Croatia. So it's, it's a really big game, that, isn't it? How do you see that one going? Yeah, I mean, the Czech Republic, I don't know how many people watched the game against Croatia today, but they, were, they weren't they were very ambitious in that match. Um, it almost felt like once Croatia had equalised, the, the two of them kind of a point mm. sort of suited both of them in a sense. I mean, they're both, you know, very much alive going into the final day. And I think a lot of how the final day in, in Group D will go will, will, will sort of be sort of be set up by how Group F goes on Saturday um, or today when this podcast comes out. Because that, then after Portugal, Germany and France play again, we'll kind of see how that group is shaping up. And I think, you know, if, if England and Czech Republic go into that last game knowing that whoever wins is going to play, you know, France, for instance, that might affect how teams set up a little bit mm. and, and how much. Yeah, it's very interesting. So I think this is this is the thing about tournaments, which is very different to to league football and even things like the Champions League, is that there's so few matches that you know the little machinations with it, with fixtures and draws and routes mm. really do make a big difference. Yeah, I just wanted to, but before we, we uh, let you go, I know that it's, it's very late in the evening, but I wanted to get your thoughts and, and maybe your sort of some stats as to who you've been most impressed with. Because we've seen every team play now, many teams playing twice already. Uh, who have you been most impressed with? And what do the stats sort of say in terms of the teams to fear within this tournament? Um, I think obviously um, Italy have been probably the most impressive team. You know, they'd never scored yeah. more than um, two goals in a Euros game ever until this tournament. They've won both games 3-0, which is, you know, very unusual for them. Wow. Um, I think Belgium have looked pretty good going forward. I mean, we saw, you know, if you can bring... Great team goal, that Belgian goal. Uh, Great magnificent. Team goal. And if you can bring the likes of De Bruyne, you know, Witzel and, and Hazard off the bench, that, that's pretty decent. So, um, mm. but I think it's, it's, you know, Netherlands as well have looked pretty good. And I think you've seen, I think particularly with, with Netherlands and Italy, two teams that have struggled to qualify for, for tournaments recently. Um and but obviously have a lot of football heritage, um, and you can see that they're they're playing with a lot of freedom and a lot of confidence. And I think, you know, if there is a criticism of England tonight, is that they maybe did look a little bit cautious and maybe maybe a little bit overawed by the kind of intensity of the uh, of the occasion. And I think that's maybe why the Czech Republic game could be could be a good one to kind of you know get everyone back in their groove again Duncan absolute pleasure to speak to you as always uh, thank you I think you you sort of echoed my sentiments there obviously would have liked to have won the game but reason still to be optimistic as England fans absolutely cheers Okay, that is all we have time for on the official England podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as we reflected on that nil-nil result with Scotland here at Wembley. I've just about dried off and we're now looking ahead to that game against Czech Republic. It's a huge game, isn't it? Both teams on four points and we will be back every single day with a new episode and a new episode means more exclusive access to the Three Lions camp. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? This is literally... Literally the only place where you can get exclusive daily access to the England team. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Stay safe. See you tomorrow. And come on, England. England.